0: it's a very difficult thing, I think, to uproot to somewhere that's a lot quieter. It took us a while just to slow down and accept that the pace was that much slower than a city. Have you seen the Hemsworth brothers around?
1: Maybe in the Baylors. maybe (laughs) not. I'm sure that's
2: a driving factor for some. (laughs) Welcome to Somewhere Else, the podcast that chats to people living in weird and wonderful ways. Each episode, your hosts, Domain Editors, January Jones and Rose Donoghue, interview someone who's ditched the white picket fence for the path a little less traveled.
1: Good morning, Rose. Good morning, January. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm going very well. Still missing you, but going well. Oh, that's good to hear. Good to hear that we're...
2: (laughs) that I missed and we're missing you too.
1: It's always nice to be missed. So how's work? Have you been looking up any beautiful houses lately?
2: Oh, look, I have actually. I I got it in my head. I was like, you know what? I want to make a tree change. This is This city life just isn't for me anymore. I'm going to look up somewhere <laughs> else to live. So silly, like stupidly, I thought I'm going to look at Byron Bay. I've been to Byron Bay before. It's a lovely place. Everyone's moving there. I'm going to look up. And you know what? Looking at the house prices, just really <laughs> going to it, say, put it all into perspective, and I am staying
1: put in my house in Melbourne. I mean, are house prices in Byron Bay higher than in Melbourne, probably yes. than most of Melbourne. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is <laughs> spoiler yes. alert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, wow! Yeah. So how long did that dream last? About oh, five minutes. About
2: five minutes. I think I, I said to um, I said to my journalist Kate. I said, you know. I reckon I could live in Byron Bay. I'm going to look up houses. And she was kind of looked at me like, yeah, right, you go for that. And, yeah, and then I kind of looked at a few, looked at the statement of information and thought, nah. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, yeah. it isn't going to I mean, happen. it's the sort
1: of thing that you wish you'd thought of or been had been alive about yeah. 40 or 50 years ago, and then you'd be very happy right now. But I think as it stands, Byron Bay, probably not the most affordable sea change oh, or tree change. Oh, certainly not, no. But beautiful place nonetheless. <laughs> Definitely. And I I do think that people are pretty obsessed with sea changes and tree changes. I mean, we see it on the site that often our, our, our most read pieces are about people who have thrown it all in and moved to the country and moved to the seaside and often are saving money uh, in most cases, not in in your sort of dream scenario. But um, I think when it it sort of works out, I can see why it becomes, why it really captures people's imagination when it sort of ticks all those boxes of cheaper life, working less, more community engagement. I mean, what's not to love?
2: No, totally. Have you ever thought of making a sea or tree change rose?
1: I have. I don't think I would do it for a little while longer just because, you know, there are things I want to do in the city and I sort of really enjoy city life at the moment. But, hey, I definitely have spent the odd hour sort of perusing homes that I could maybe end up in, you know, 20 years down the track.
2: Mm, I think, you know, what would be the ultimate? I think a holiday house or somewhere where you spent six months of the year in the country and six months in the city. I think that would be
1: that would be ideal. Yeah, I mean, you can just keep following those dreams, JJ. Six months in Byron, six months in Melbourne. <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Yeah, look, I don't think that's really on the horizon for
1: me right right now, but yeah, I'll keep dreaming. Well, maybe we should have a little chat about um, around Australia, sort of what, what we're seeing happening in terms of migration and, and moving from the East Coast cities to more rural areas. Last year, Sydney had more people leave than any other capital city in Australia. What does that tell you?
2: I think it tells you that people are really priced out of the city, you know? Yeah. People are having to move out further.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's it's only a lifestyle choice for people who are leaving Sydney at the moment. So I don't think we should sort of set this up as purely a lifestyle play where people are, are making the choice to follow their dream. I think a lot of the time they actually can't afford to live in the cities that they've grown up in.
2: No, definitely. I mean, we talk about house prices, but it's not just that. It's even rental properties are are so expensive and, you know, it's it's really difficult for people. So, yeah, I think people are moving out to these regional towns and sometimes commuting in and sometimes finding work there.
1: Yeah, and we can see that um, in 2016 net internal migration to regional New South Wales, regional Victoria and Brisbane was the greatest it's been in the last 10 years. So people leaving Sydney and maybe not going too far, maybe only moving a couple of hours out of Sydney to other areas in regional New South Wales, but it's interesting to see where they're going.
2: Yeah, well, Dr Angela Ragusa's study of tree changes revealed that urban stresses, as we spoke about, traffic, commuting and high population density and stereotypical expectations that country life is less stressful, more spacious and less expensive were key push factors encouraging people to abandon city life. So, I mean, that's not surprising really, is it?
1: No, it's not. And I, I like that they admit that they're stereotypical expectations because I don't think it's exactly what everyone finds when they move to these smaller towns. And you can see that when um, Dr Doctor Ragusa then interviewed people who'd moved to these smaller towns, most of them were saying that they were planning to move again to another town, to the coast, or back to the city within five years. The reasons they gave for wanting to leave were poor healthcare, poor road quality fewer work opportunities, expensive food, lack of entertainment, obesity, lack of ethnic diversity, difficulty making friends, conservatism and narrow-mindedness. That's quite a rap sheet for people moving to smaller towns.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. And look, we've done stories on Domain before where people have made tree changes or sea changes and decided that it wasn't for them after all that, you know, they've found ha- had difficulty fitting into the local community or they had kids and realized that they had no family around and no support, so they ended up moving back. You know, it's not always it's not always the dream.
1: No, and I think it's important to hear from people when it doesn't go well because It's a big move to make, and I think moving especially from a a city like Melbourne or Sydney to a tiny town, you can't assume that you're always going to fit in straight away or really at all.
2: No, that's exactly right. Not to be too negative about the idea. (laughs) No, 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 but I think it's important to look at, you know, look at the facts around it that, you know, and also that your experience will have highs and lows and, you know, there'll be, it's not always going to be, it's not going to be a totally bad experience or a totally good experience.
1: No, of course not. Well, we took to the streets to ask you guys if you think that tree changes or sea changes are all they're cracked up to be.
2: Would I ever make a sea change? Yeah, I think so. Once I've done my career stuff, I guess.
1: No, I like medium density living and I like cities, so I probably wouldn't make a sea change or a tree change. If I make that money, I want to buy an island and settle down there. Yes, so I'm down the
0: coast half the time in a sea change, but still up in here because I have children up here. I wouldn't mind uh, living
3: in like a small town and not in the actual city. I would make a sea
1: or tree change if I was partnered. As a single, I definitely wouldn't. I'd make a tree change, but I think I'd prefer a sea change. Getting away from the city life, the nitty gritty grime of the city and adding to nature.
2: If I had the opportunity, maybe if I was retired or something, I'd move to the beach and surf every day. I'd be the best.
0: (laughs) I currently live in a sea change destination
1: and I would like to be there forever if I can, so I can't recommend it highly enough. Today we're talking to one of Australia's favourite television personalities, Shelley Craft. Shelley is known for presenting roles on long-running programs such as Saturday Disney, personal favourite, The Great Outdoors, The Block and now Your Domain. Ten years ago, Shelley and her husband Christian left the hustle and bustle in Melbourne for a more peaceful existence in idyllic Byron Bay. Shelley and Christian live there with their two young daughters and two Rhodesian Ridgebacks while Shelley commutes to Melbourne and Sydney for work. Okay, so Shelley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Lovely to be with you, ladies. Can you tell us why you decided to make that tree change or would you call it a sea change?
0: Well, it's funny. I guess, you know, here in Byron Bay you can have boats. Um, You can be up in the hinterlands and only still be 10 minutes from the beach, which I think is probably what most people would consider the best of both worlds. Um, And when Christian and I first moved up here, That's what we did. We sort of based ourselves out on um, on a couple of acres, but over time, you know, we've been here ten years now, and uh, we realised that it was just a little bit too far to the beach. You know, if you've got to hop in your car these days, it's too far. So (laughs) um, it's definitely a sea change for us now. But look, the driving factor for us was just plain old lifestyle. Um, We travelled so much for work anyway. Whenever we seemed to base ourselves in Sydney, we were working in Melbourne and then we moved to Melbourne. We ended up commuting to Sydney every week for work. So we thought, literally, stuff it. Let's put ourselves where we would like to be and then hope that the work still continues, which, yeah, going on 10 years now, it has. So we've been really lucky.
2: And what was it about Byron Bay that drew you to it? Had you travelled there a lot or visited it a lot?
0: Uh, look, we were both busy kids. So Byron was always a bit of a weekend dress. Um the Brisbane families, you know, if you're going to be a bit more adventurous than the Sunshine Coast or, or the Gold Coast, uh, it's about two hours' drive now from Brisbane to get to Byron, so it's not so bad. But it was still that little bit more exotic, you know, and a little bit crazy. Um, <laughs> so when Kristen and I, we started holidaying here together, and we ended up at this little sort of beach that's probably, uh, look, it's only 500 metres along the beach from Byron, but it's called Boulongel Beach. Um, And that's where we ended up getting married. And it was funny when we were driving home, which was back to Melbourne at that time after our wedding, we literally looked at each other and said, what are we doing? Why why are we even leaving? Uh, So, you know, it was two months later, we just packed everything up and and moved up here for good. But, um, yeah, look, it was really just that choice. Um, Let's see how it goes. And, And as I said, lucky for us, it's worked.
1: And did it feel like a brave decision at the time or or a scary decision when you actually bit the bullet and said, no, let's actually pack up everything and and move to Byron?
0: No, it wasn't scary at all. Um, You know, we'd both travelled a lot I say in our youth, in our 20s. <laughs> um, and I'd lived in, in Sydney uh, for 10 years prior to that, you know, or for 10 years, having grown up in Brisbane. So I'd moved up and down the East Coast my whole life. I had family already in Melbourne. I had family in Sydney, family in Brisbane. Um, I'd spent a few years on the Gold Coast. So for me, moving interstate was no different than moving suburbs, really. Um, and again, look, that's, I guess that's one of the luxuries of, of the job that I'm in, um, that you can find work wherever you go, although I must say there's not a lot of television being made in Byron Bay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, okay, that's, <laughs> that's an aside. Yes, they should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they should. Um, but, no, for us it was just a, it was a no-brainer. It's like let's give it a go and, and look, if it doesn't work out, um, then we'll decide whether we're going to base ourselves in one of the capital cities. But, um, yeah, we haven't had to make that decision yet.
2: And what was one of the biggest adjustments you think you had to make at first?
0: Oh. Look, I think slowing down um, is a really big adjustment. And I know a lot of people consider the sea change or tree change for lifestyle reasons, but it has to fit in literally with your existing lifestyle. Um, It's a very difficult thing, I think, to uproot and move, whether it be countries or, or just suburbs, to somewhere that's a lot quieter. It took us a while just to slow down and accept that the pace was that much slower than a city. Uh, so now I find when I am back in Melbourne, I walk a lot slower. I probably talk a lot slower. Um, and I certainly don't freak out as much when planes are running late and, uh, and I'm on that sort of weekly commute back and, back and forward to Melbourne. It, does, it doesn't bother me so much. But that has taken a few years to adjust. So, look, if anyone's thinking of doing the change, just make sure that you're really ready to take that next step and to, and to slow your life down.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask about that adjustment phase because I know that um, people, especially people moving to sort of more isolated areas, you know, where you in, in, you have less contact with, with friends and family can often find it hard for a while. Did you, did you have a period where you sort of ever questioned or sort of, you know, felt like you weren't feeling as connected to the new place?
0: No, no, we didn't. But funnily enough, for the first two years we lived here, um, we were still commuting back and forth as a team. Uh, Christian used to be a cameraman, so we used to work together on, on shows like Domestic Blitz um, and things. So we would travel together for that and spend you know, a week in Sydney and then a week back here in Byron. So I guess our adjustment period was a little bit different if we'd just gone cold turkey and, uh, and you know, dropped ourselves in a country town and that was it and had no contact. Um, There's a lot of people moving to this area for Sydney and Melbourne. And I do find that they they make sure that they take holidays back there to see family and friends and and particularly for their kids to adjust to that change as well and realise that um, although they've got their Byron friends now, they can also have their interstate friends as well. So I think, again, just allowing yourself that little bit of leeway to come and go. If you book a, a, a trip in advance, you know, you think, okay, well, we will go back to our our homeland in inverted commas for for Easter or we will make sure we make a trip at Christmas. And I think it's easier to sort of wean yourself off your old life that way. Um, A lot of people will often relocate up here and rent for a little while until they know that they're sure that that's the move they want to make, perhaps before they sell their primary residence in one of the other cities. Um, but we don't see many turning around and going back to the city, that's for sure.
2: No, I, w- I wouldn't imagine. It's such a beautiful place. Um, you mentioned people moving up there a lot and it has become so popular. What changes have you seen over the past 10 years that you've been there?
0: Uh, look, it's interesting. You know, As far as res- residents in Byron go, I think there's only about 9,000 Local residents here. So, we do have a very big, obviously, holiday and transient population uh, for those holiday periods. But the actual local community is still quite small. And the families that are moving here, that are settling in Byron and buying the homes, are potentially buying a lot of what used to be um, holiday rentals or permanent, you know, permanent holiday homes for people that are now being turned into permanent family homes. So, you know, there's, there is a lot of building and a lot of renovation happening here, as there is all around the country. Um, but, you know, the population itself hasn't really expanded all that greatly. You do still see a lot of familiar faces in the streets. Um, you know, you're standing in the post office queue and, and there is a real sense of community here. As far as the tourism goes, yes, that's certainly growing in numbers and I'm sure, you know, every house here has an Airbnb studio somewhere <laughs> on, the, on their property. And don't
1: forget the uh, the schoolies students. How do you go when the schoolies roll in every uh, every November, December? They're
0: not <laughs> far away, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Again, look, we were all schoolies once, so I, I go pretty easy on the schoolies. <laughs> I <must> like <laughs> to think we get a different calibre of schoolie here than perhaps we do on the Gold Coast. <laughs> I, would t- I would tend to agree. Oh, they're still kids, aren't they? Like, they can be... As loose and as crazy as they like. It's the toolies you got to worry about. <laughs> yeah, true.
1: <laughs> um, and how do your kids go in Byron? I'm sort of assuming they're living the beach dream and swimming every day and spending time on the beach. Do they love it?
0: Yeah, look, I've got to remind them that they're living the dream every so often. It's. Um, I took them to Melbourne recently and they had to wear shoes and stockings and a jacket. And beanies, and uh, they're a bit overwhelmed by just the amount of layers that you need in other cities. But here, it's a very free lifestyle, you know, and and I'd like to say it was sort of a flashback to to my childhood, you know, which was the 80s in Brisbane, where you could play in the street until dark. Um, You rode your bike to school, you know, on the back paths and things. So, look, it's it's a very cruisy life here. Um, Obviously, as parents, you still have all the worries that you do in a city. But, um, yeah, I think they're a bit more free range here then you you can be in a city just for just so sheerly the amount of people and traffic and uh, and all those other concerns. But, yeah, look, we're on the beach in the mornings, we're on the beach in the afternoons, uh, we ride our bikes for school. It is a country town at the end of the day.
2: Is one of the downsides that you constantly have people wanting to come and stay with you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, look. Here's another tip um, <laughs> for people looking to buy in, in um, I guess, areas that you know you're going to have a lot of friends. When we first moved here, we we did buy quite a large house with lots of spare bedrooms that were constantly full of guests. Um, and even if it was just friends from Brizzy coming down for the weekend, yeah, we found there was always someone – hanging out in the house. Um, so now, we're, you know, we're, down, we're slowly downsizing <laughs> and perhaps oh, not that's having hilarious. as many vacant spaces. <laughs> but, um, it was that lovely idea at first. You know, yes, everyone, well, everyone can come and stay. Um, but, you know, we had no kids then either, so it was very nice to have visitors all the time. Now I think people would choose to stay in some of the nicer comms than, than bunk in with the Sir Jack for a weekend. <laughs> so it's a bit of a madhouse.
1: <laughs> oh, it sounds pretty fun. Is there anything you miss about, city life you obviously commute to um sydney and melbourne you're doing your domain at the moment when like when you spend time in the city is there anything that you sort of want to bring back with you
0: oh look i love the fact that i do get a little city fix um it's once a week at the moment which is fabulous um No, no. I like to see the city as an adventure now, and I think I've turned into a bit of a a bumpkin um, in that regard, that I love going and you have nice dinners out and you get to get frocked up. Um, And, of course, just that energy that comes with a city and, and, you know, taking the kids on public transport and exciting adventures like that. Um, it It does change the way that I interact with the city. Um, we recently went to Sydney and again, you know, I, I did school in Sydney for a little while. So to show the girls, you know, how to catch a train and yes, you've got to move with the flow of the foot traffic and don't try and fight it and, and those sorts of things. Now it, it really is kind of exciting for us, which is lovely. You know, you do get a little bit blase about wherever you live. Um, and I'm sure people that come to Byron, you know, find things, and see things that they really, you know, enjoy and are exciting that we now take for granted. So, yeah, look, I think it's much of a muchness, but I do, I do like to get a little city hit every so often.
2: Yeah, it must be nice to be able to have both sides of it. What do you think has been the most rewarding part of your move?
0: Oh, um, just being able to step back and, and take sort of a deep breath. I think that is probably, on a daily basis, something that we appreciate here that you maybe don't get the chance to do when you live in, in a bigger city. Um, even in suburbs, in cities, everything's so fast and everybody's always on um, and, you know, sort of rushing. And even, the, you know, the, the drive to ballet here um, is a five-minute trip down the road. And I know in in suburbs, you know, you can be crossing town to take your kids to their ballet schools or soccer or cricket, whatever it may be. So, you know, just the change of pace and being able to take your foot off the gas Um, is something that we really appreciate here. Um, That would be the biggest change just in your day-to-day goings about things. Um, You know, if if you forget to go to the post office, it's not a big deal to then hop back in the car or, or jump on your bike and go and do that. So really it is just absolute taking your foot off the gas. But, you know, when you say that, a lot of people come up here Um, and they develop businesses or have a new creative pursuit. So we're busy. Um, It's a busy little town, and there's lots of people doing lots of great things, but I think that's because they've had that room to step back and breathe and decide what it is they want for that next phase in their life or why they moved to a smaller, perhaps more rural area. Um, There's definitely a life choice that comes with that, and I guess then the decisions you make from that point on will reflect the reason why you moved out of the cities in the first place.
1: And then another reason people might move to the Byron Bay area is, um, have, have you seen the Hemsworth brothers around? <laughs> I'm sure that's a driving factor for some. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you've seen them, you know, walking around, maybe in their bathers, maybe not.
0: Yeah, look, they just oh, hang right. out here like any other family and I reckon they made the move to Byron for the same reason, just to have a better quality of life. Uh, to take their foot off the gas because they're obviously busy when they're working and just to chill out a little bit and enjoy their families. So I hope that's what any of the Hemsworth clan that are living here
2: now are getting out of their their move to Byron.
1: I'm sure they're having a good time. I bet they
2: are. Um, Since you moved, Shelley, have you had other friends and family want to do the same thing?
0: Yeah, we have actually. We've had um, quite a few people that we know move up here. Um, I don't know if you remember, Lara and Brad from The Block they're actually on the Dorker Street series and they won. Um, they're living up here now and Brad works in our real estate business uh, with us, which is lovely to have them close by. And Lara's teaching at the local high school. She's a PE teacher there. Um, Josh and Elise moved up here about six months ago and they're really loving the lifestyle as well, we've had a few mates from Brizzy um, relocate to Byron as well, and, and lots, as I said, lots of families from Melbourne. Uh, that seems to be sort of the hot ticket at the moment to come out of out of Melbourne to Byron. So that's the, sort of the move that we're seeing. There was a real Sydney shift about 10 years ago, and now it seems to have um, to move to the Melbourne people. Again, there's now direct flights um, from Adelaide straight to the Gold Coast. So Coolangatta Airport's only 40 minutes from here. Um, so we've seen a lot more people coming from Adelaide as well. So, you know, there's, there's folks from all over and they're all bringing their love of coffee and their good food and um, some, <laughs> some great mates and good wine. And it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle that, look, everyone, I'd say everyone should give it a go, but then that might overcrowd things just a little bit.
1: And then final question, Shelley, you say everyone should give it a go. Do you think there's a certain person who's better suited to a move like this or do you think anyone can do it?
0: Oh, I think there's a certain time in your life where you'll know whether it's right for you or not. Um, I think, you know, some people just absolutely thrive on the hustle of a city. Um, But if that's not you, I would say a move to a regional area would be a great life change. And I'm not saying it has to be on the coast. You know, as you say, we've got some amazing rural communities and great towns, and they all have such a sense of spirit and that community... That um, if that's what you're looking for, and it's funny, as our cities get busier and busier and bigger and bigger, um, you think you'd have bigger communities. But really, I think there's a real disconnect in a lot of cities and, and even suburbs. That um, if people are looking for that, yeah, I'd say 100%. Go for the tree change. Go for the sea change. Move into some of our beautiful regional areas in Australia and, um, and just take a step back and, and
2: suck it all in. Well, you've definitely sold the lifestyle to us, Shelley. I think (laughs) Uh, it sounds amazing. I want to come and move up to Bar and Bay now. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was really great to talk to you. Anytime,
0: thank you. Thanks, Shelley. Bye. Hi,
3: I'm Brenda. I'm a photographer at Curated Maven in Essendon, Melbourne. And in 2013, uh, myself, husband and two children moved to Beechworth in Victoria for a tree change. And after four years, we decided to move back to Melbourne. And here's a bit about my story. At the time, our children were quite small, so they were about four and six. And I think we were just yearning for a bit of a change. We were quite familiar with country living. Um, Our parents were both still based in the country, so we kind of felt like it would be a good opportunity to give our children a taste of country life. So we purchased 13 acres, about seven kilometres out of Beachworth. And that was fun, it was, a blank canvas. So we designed and built a house fenced off an area and got four cows put in a huge veggie garden Replanted over over 100 olive trees and orchard trees got chickens and of course the quintessential dog so we were complete yeah it was some of the best times of our i think family life going through that process Kids are the easiest way to make friends and I, it's funny because I remember walking them to their first day of school in the country and thinking, you know, just walk up to people in the and just ask them, you know, if they'll be your friends and then I, it dawned on me going, I actually have to do the same thing. School was a great way because you connect with parents. I was doing freelance photography so I was offering my services to local businesses and um, communities so I was making friends through my work. I joined the Chamber of Commerce. So yeah, I threw myself into the community head on. It was lovely to be a part of when we were living there. We both worked for ourselves, so I guess looking back, we we besides the house and besides you know your kids going to school, we didn't really have an anchor keeping us in the town. So my husband was travelling a lot back to Melbourne, and as you can imagine, there was cows to look after, children to look after, a garden to look after. The tipping point just started to get a little bit uncomfortable for us managing all of that. And then as our children got older and we started thinking about, well, high schools will be out of our town, most of them, that we were considering. We just sort of felt like we were at a crossroads. We really needed to make a decision. We had four amazing years in the country that I wouldn't change. So I moved back to the suburb where I grew up and had friends within walking distance from the house we moved into, reconnected the kids into school. They were still at an age where they were very resilient to change. We didn't really get much kickback from them. And I think because it meant that we had a better balance, we were happier, and that fed through to all aspects of our life. So we could manage the work and family life better by being here in Melbourne, and yeah, we literally have just got it straight back in.
0: We did try to sell it. We
3: we put it on the market and reluctantly thought we needed to um, say goodbye, and we were very happy that um, no one wanted to buy it. (laughs) I decided to put on Airbnb and see what happened. And I've never looked back. We still have our house up there and we can still go and visit. So we we literally have the best of both worlds.
1: Okay, JJ, now to round out the show, we have my favourite segment again, Pop Culture Homework. Are you excited?
2: Yes. Are we going to say every time that it's your favourite segment?
1: (laughs) Well, it's still my favourite segment. I look forward (laughs) to it every week. Me too, actually. Okay, so I haven't exactly gone crazy with this one. You might have guessed what it was going to be. My homework for you is to watch or re watch the ABC classic Sea Change, which transformed the town of Barwon Heads. You remember Sea Change, don't you? I sure do. So it's being rebooted by Channel 9. Uh, later this year or next year, and we're not being paid to advertise this, sadly, but there's a little a little plug for Channel 9 and its reboot. Now, I'll read you out the synopsis in case you've forgotten. Laura Gibson, played by Sigrid Thornton, a high-flying city lawyer, is prompted to undergo a sea change with her children, Rupert and Miranda, after her husband is arrested for fraud and is found to have had an affair with her sister. Ooh, Devastating. Yeah. Pretty heavy beginning. (laughs) Laura becomes the magistrate for the fictional small coastal town of Pearl Bay. With its many colourful characters, the town is isolated from the rest of the world since the local bridge was destroyed in one of the natural disasters common to Pearl Bay. Although they initially miss the city, the family comes to love the town and its people and spend more quality time with each other.
2: Aww. Now, doesn't that
1: sound nice? It
2: does. It sounds really nice. You know what? I would love to see the stats on how many people made a sea or tree change after watching that.
1: Well, I think that was actually the beginning of the phrase sea change. I don't know if people spoke about it as much before then, and I know that it definitely changed Barwon Heads, the town that it was actually set in, the real town in in Victoria, and I think the the population there exploded and it definitely put it on the map. And now even sort of, you know, 25 years later, people are still using tree and sea changes and people are still sort of, I think, really, um, really aspiring to this kind of life and to this sort of story.
2: Well, there's something very romantic about it, I think, that you, like you said earlier, you know, you move somewhere new, you let, you stop working kind of, well, not stop working, but you work less. I guess the idea is that that you spend more time with your family, more time with your partner if you have one and just more time Mm. enjoying life.
1: Absolutely. So it was a happy ending for Sigrid Thornton the first time around. Well, let's see if it is in the reboot that's due to come out soon. Yeah, can't wait. All right, JJ, that was our pop culture homework for the week. So it's time to say goodbye.
2: Ah, it's always the saddest part.
1: Parting is such sweet sorrow, but I'll speak to you next
2: week. <laughs> All right, Rose, see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Somewhere Else, a podcast by Domain. Somewhere Else is produced by January Jones, Rose Donahue and Kate Bartels. It is edited by Steve Claxton. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends. Send us to your mum. It's how we get the word out. We'll see you soon, somewhere else.
1: This episode of Somewhere Else was brought to you by Domain Insure. Powered by property experts, Domain Insure is a smart, simple way to purchase insurance. Get a quote in under two minutes at domain.com.au slash insurance slash podcast. Domain Insure AFSL 50208 for the Insurer Zurich Australian Insurance, LTD AFSL 232504.